Hey, welcome to the next episode of the Private Clients Only Podcast for the Transformation Academy. This episode, we're going to cover protein muscle synthesis and should you consume protein before or after a workout. I hope you enjoy listening to this and speak to you very soon. Hi guys, how are you doing? Today's webinar is looking over protein muscle synthesis, synthesis. <laughs> and should I consume protein or before or after a workout? We're going to deep dive into everything that you need to know to understand the benefits of protein, why it's important, why I describe high protein diets, and ultimately where you can get a protein source from that is going to give you the recommended daily amount throughout the day. So first and foremost, what is protein muscle synthesis? Well, very, very simply put, it's a natural occurring process in which the protein is produced to repair muscle damage caused by intense exercise. Now, I've said this numerous times, when you consume protein, you help repair and recover the muscle fibers super quick after strenuous exercise. It is an opposing force to muscle protein breakdown, which we'll go into, in which protein is lost as a result of exercise. Basically what that means is when you are not consuming enough protein into your diet and you're exercising intensely, you're gonna lose the muscle mass first as well, then the body fat because the body is using that as a fuel source. When we go on to what protein muscle synthesis, synthesis is, it is literally the fuel source, the driving force behind adaptive responses to exercise, right? As you get older, it's important that we consume protein because what's going to happen, it's going to help cause us to maintain our muscle mass as we get older, because as we naturally age, we do not, we have the early onset of osteoarthritis and our bone density is not as strong, our muscle mass kind of disappears and we can gauge it through any form of chronic interventions. So the protein definition, nice and straightforward. Protein definition, in biological terms and in nutritional terms. So a protein is a biomolecule characterized and made up of amino acid chains joined together by peptide bonds, right? You and I, well, you in particular, don't necessarily need to know that. I loosely need to know that. And all my nutritional information is from researched publications through sports science degree in nutrition and my essentials of exercise nutrition as well. So there's not gonna be much terminology in here that's gonna overwhelm, but what it is gonna do is gonna break it all down. In nutritional terms, all you need to know is that a protein refers to food rich in which biomolecule proteins and provides about four calories per gram of food of energy. So each one gram of protein that you consume contains four calories. Nice and straightforward. That's all you need to worry about. That's all you need to consume. Let's move on. So as you can see here from the diagram, protein synthesis is the creation of proteins by cells, right? So if you can see my cursor here, this is the cell membrane. 
anybody who's uh, from the medical background will uh, hopefully appreciate this. It uses DNA and RNA. It generally includes a transcription, right? Which transfers it from through here into the MRA. And protein folds. So this is this this area here is known as protein synthesis. And without going too over the top, I'm trying to I'm trying to not to uh, bamboozle here, but literally that is kind of the background workings of what happens and occurs in the body when protein is consumed and creation of proteins in the cells. So it stimulates muscle protein synthesis. Well, when we consume protein and we use resistance training, the creation of new muscle protein synthesis are essentially created, right? And you and I, relatively healthy people, there's going to be a change in protein muscle, muscle synthesis are going to be far greater and will have a huge influence over our net muscle gain and changes in protein muscle breakdown. So protein muscle breakdown and protein muscle synthesis, we need to ensure that we've got more MPS than MPB, all right? MPB, protein muscle, uh, muscle protein breakdown. So by consuming more protein, by increasing amount of resistance training, our muscles are going to enlarge. And when we lose body fat, we're going to have that toned physique that we're ultimately after. So when we're looking to kind of consume protein throughout the day, you can see very clearly by this graph, and I'm going to break this down. So as it says on the slide here, exercise stimulates what's called protein synthesis in the two to four hours after you finish your workout. Your levels may stay elevated for up to a whole day. How exactly can you tell if your muscles are growing? Well, quite simply, you might be able to see more muscular definition. So at the each where these proteins are lined up, each intake of protein spikes MPS, drops down two to four hours later. Intake of protein spikes MPS. Two to four hours later, we'll drop down and then spikes it again. So we're getting a consistent flow of protein in throughout the day. We are always going to be above this PMPB, muscle protein breakdown, which is why if we do not consume the protein at the allocated time slots, then it's going to stay below the breakdown. And therefore, you're, not going, to, you're going to find it very difficult to put on muscle and recover from exercise. So one of the big questions I get asked quite a lot from new clients starting and people who are looking to change their goals throughout is how much protein do you actually need to consume? Well, quite simply, as an adult, I would expect 20 to 25 grams of high quality protein per meal. That's super simple to achieve. Sometimes we overthink it and we overcomplicate the process. Whereas they understand that uh, chicken, one chicken breast can, has about 40 grams in it. So it's as simple as that. So we're looking to consume 20 to 25 grams of high quality protein per meal. And I've said this 
numerous times, and I've already answered this in this training, but do you really need protein to build muscle? Well, in short, the answer is yes. Protein intake is absolutely essential if your goal is to build muscle. Now, you may be thinking, I'm actually not here to build muscle. I'm here to lose weight. Understand that if you lose weight and don't build muscle, you're going to look like an empty sack of potatoes. It's not going to be much definition to you. You're not going to get that toned look. And ultimately, you're going to be left disappointed. Whereas when we consume protein, we are building muscles or we are maintaining our current muscle mass. Protein is the building block for tissue growth and repair. And without this, you will not be providing your body with the tools it needs to grow new tissue. If you want to increase your muscle mass, then you must be consistent in a calorie surplus. Now, whilst a lot of us who are listening to this are not necessarily in a calorie surplus, we're more in a calorie deficit, in that instance, we are looking to maintain our muscle mass. So by consuming protein, we are helping maintain our muscle mass, maintain where we are. So when we do drop the body fat, when we do drop the weight, we will have that muscle there underneath the fat that will give you the appearance of having that toned physique that so many of you are after. Now, for the guys who are in here who are wanting to increase their muscle mass, generally, we always go through the three phases. We go through um, lifestyle MOT, phase one, phase two, fat loss phase. That will drop the body fat. And then we go into either a maintenance or a calorie surplus. So as you can see, we're getting the results and then increasing the amount of mass we have later down the line. We want wins. We want quick wins that sees results. And that's why we do it the way we do it here. So what is the best protein for muscle recovery? Well, to casein or not to casein? That is the question. Hope you see what I've done there. Now there's two types of protein. There's casein protein and there's whey protein. So casein protein is a slow digesting protein that is beneficial for your muscles and helps them grow and recover. Nice and straightforward. Then on the other side, you've got the whey protein. Whey protein is probably the more common protein that you've heard, and it's a bodybuilding protein that helps gain muscle mass and burn fat. The difference between the two is that casein is slow in digestion protein that is beneficial for your muscles and helps them grow and recover, right? Simple. You're going to ask me the question, what one should I go with? I would always go with the whey. It's cheaper, and it does the same thing. That's all you need is to consume protein into your diet. Don't get absorbed into, I need to have this one, I need to have that one. Generally, just go for the whey protein. It's cheaper, it's more available, and most companies sell it. Now, the, when you come to buying protein, it's worth noting that there are only three companies in the world that actually make it. And uh, Europe, America, China. And think about the amount of companies that you are already aware of that sell protein powders. There's thousands of them. So when it comes to price points in different ranges, save yourself some money. Don't go for the most expensive one. If anything, go for proteins from myprotein.co.uk or bulkpowders.co.uk. They're cheap, they're effective, there's numerous different flavors, and there is no extra bump in it. It's literally just protein. Some of them will have amino acids in it, which is absolutely fine, DCAAs, but realize that the more expensive protein that you buy isn't any better for you than the cheaper one. So bear that in mind when you're buying protein.
So how much protein do you need for muscle recovery? Well, as I've said before, generally between one and two grams of protein per kilo of body weight. So if you are 90 kilos, for example, and we are going for the general rule of 1.5, which most of you are on, I would, I would be looking to consume 135 grams of protein per day. Now, later on, I'm going to show you how to break this down. But that is literally all you need. That's not that much. So what does it do for your muscles? Well, other than repair and recover muscles for strenuous exercise, you need protein to keep up the size and shape of your muscles. As you lose weight, protein prevents you from losing muscle at the same time, which we know, which is good. And if you lift weights for strength, protein is key to help building more muscle. So we are covering three of the main factors here that will affect everybody's program, regardless of what journey you're on. This is what we need. So think to yourself, are you consuming enough because you need it for, to keep up the size and shape of your muscles? If you're on it to lose weight, it helps you prevent losing muscle at the same time. We're maintaining it. And if you're lifting weights for strength, protein is key to building more muscle, which will help you repair and recover. But also, the bottom fact is the same as the middle. We need it to maintain. So do you lose muscle if not enough protein? Well, I think you can understand that the answer is yes. And over time, if you're currently in uh, a protein deficit, a lack of protein can make you lose muscle mass, which can in turn cut your strength. It makes it harder to keep your balance and slows your metabolism down. Various other things that um, a protein deficit can do. It also leads to anemia and the cells don't get enough oxygen, which makes you tired. So it's been proven that increasing the amount of protein that you take increases your energy levels. You feel less groggy. You're more focused and you're more in the zone for what it is you're actually doing both with your daily lifestyle and with your gym as well. I've hammered on about this a few times. Does protein speed up your muscle recovery? Well, yes, it does. Simple answers. Simple questions, simple answers. But as always, I'm going to go into a little bit of detail. Previous research has shown that protein can ease soreness, speed up recovery, and help repair the muscles that are torn during weightlifting. Now, muscles torn sounds a bit extreme, but that's what weight training is. That's what strength training is. That's what resistance training is. When I say those three things, it is one of it's it means the same thing. Strength training, power training, whatever, right? That's what it means. So every time you lift the weight, there are slight micro tears within the muscle fibers. Those micro tears, think about it as a brick wall. You are knocking each brick down. So when you're consuming protein, you're layering down a new level of concrete and putting a new brick on top. So therefore the wall is getting bigger. Now you've always got the foundations of it, but think about it as brick layering. The protein is the concrete. When the muscles heal, it's a new brick on top. An interesting fact, um, one review of nearly 50 studies found that protein supplementation greatly enhanced muscle strength exercise during resistance training. Kind of just backs up what I was just saying there, but it's beneficial to chuck it in. So if we're struggling to get protein into your diet, how can we go about doing it? Well, here are eight ways to get more protein into your diet. So eat protein first thing in the morning, it, um, protein shake, protein uh, yogurt, Greek yogurt, um, oats, oats with a protein supplement in it. Um, you can snack on cheese, replace cereal with eggs, so a couple of scrambled eggs in the morning. 
um, chopped almonds, sprinkle on top of your food, so a great way to have protein in. Uh, Greek yogurt, skier yogurt, um, have a protein shake for breakfast if that's what you choose. But as always, remember, I always recommend trying to get your protein sources in from natural uh, food sources first before we look at supplementation, because supplementation is exactly what it says. It's to help supplement your current diet. If for some reason you can't get enough protein in through your current diet, then yes, there's no problem in supplementing it with a protein shake, but always look for whole foods first. Include a high protein food with every meal. So as I said before, that is chicken breast, that is some form of meat. There's always um, pulses as well. And obviously um, you can put chopped almonds on it too. Later on, I'll show you how we can do this. And choose leaner, slightly larger cuts of meat. The leaner the meat, the less fats on the meat, and the higher the protein content is too. An interesting fact that not a lot of people will know about is consuming protein per sleep. So before you go to bed, how does this affect your sleep cycle? Well, when we take a closer look at the distribution of protein data, we can see that if you're to consume MPS throughout the day, so MPS protein muscle, muscle protein synthesis, we can see that there's going to be at the point of bedtime, at, on average is 11 o'clock for most people, we can see that there's a protein feeding opportunity that we're missing out on. If you look at um, the graph B, where at 11 o'clock we take a pre-sleep protein, that can be a yogurt, that can be a protein shake or whatever it may be, we're, because we're not actually doing too much, the actual benefits last a lot longer. It lasts probably four to six hours rather than two to four hours because the body is not doing anything other than sleeping. So we're actually gaining an extra bit of consumption here. So it just shows that when we're consuming extra protein just before, over, just before we sleep, it helps increase our MPS, which is only going to be a good thing because when you wake up in the morning, you're not going to be starving like you, a lot of you may be at present. So we're looking to maximize the opportunity that we consume protein. Yes, you can do the pre-sleep um, protein intake, but you can also look at how we can do it throughout the day. Now, as you can see by this graph, we have four opportunities throughout the day to consume more than 20 grams of protein. We have breakfast, we have lunch, we have dinner, and we have before we go to bed. Now, what this graph indicates here is you've got um, MPS and the red line, you've got MPB, muscle protein breakdown. So let me explain this. When you consume protein for breakfast, there'll be an increase in MPS. Now, two to four hours later, what's going to happen is you are the MPS is going to decrease, and therefore there's going to be an increase in MPB, muscle protein breakdown. So as long as we're averaging above this red line, everything is going to be good. If we start an average below the red line, then we're going to find it a lot harder to put on and maintain our muscle mass and also recover from the exercise we have done. So the latest scientific evidence highlights the importance in timing and the distribution of protein consumed over the day. An even distribution of protein taken over the three meals has been shown to be more effective at stimulating a 24-hour period than the majority of daily protein that is taken in, in the evening meal, which a lot of us generally would be doing. And most of our protein would come in the evening from the bigger meals that we have. 
So if we look at a more optimal distribution of 20 grams of protein per meal with a four to five hour gap, we're actually going to hit our targets easier than trying to just cram it all in the evening. Minimum of 80 grams is consumed in this uh, example. But as I said, there's going to be roughly 25 grams of protein per scoop of protein powder. And obviously, on top of everything else, you're going to have it as well. Now, somebody asked me not too long ago, should I consume protein before or after exercise? Well, the reality is it doesn't really matter if you're doing it this way. And this is the way that I recommend. There used to be uh, like a pseudoscience kind of approach where you had to consume protein within the first 30 minutes of after working out to, because that's when the anabolic window was most effective. Now, this has since been proven incorrect. As long as you're consuming protein throughout the day, that's all that matters. So don't feel additional pressure to consume protein directly after exercise. So we have here an example. So the previous slide was to look at 80 grams, which is totally cool. But you can see here, we have five different areas where we consume 36 grams of protein. And that's probably about on average what you'd be consuming throughout the day if you were to really focus in on this. ATM, 36 grams, noon, 36 grams, 4 p.m., 36 grams. That could be a post-workout shake, for example. And 6 p.m., 36 grams, and 10 p.m., 36 grams. Now, 36 grams isn't actually that much. There, we have 180 grams. Now, that's a lot for a few of you guys. I know a lot of you are probably not on that, but a lot of you will be on 120, 130, etc. So you can use this as a rough ballpark estimate. Now that has been basically the breakdown of the importance of protein within your diet. Do you have any questions? If there are any questions at all, let me know. Pop them in the comments, pop them in the chat. I'll be more than happy to answer them. And here's a rough indicator of the different references that we've looked through to get this information. Guys, this has been an absolutely fantastic opportunity and training to speak to you about protein muscle synthesis. And I hope you can now understand the benefit of it and why it's important for you to consume protein within your weight loss, fat loss, and muscle gaining journey. As always, guys, thank you for taking the time to listen to this. This will be available on the Transformation Academy private client podcast as well in video form too. Have a fantastic day and I look forward to answering any questions that you may have at any point. Talk soon and I look forward to presenting the next one to you next week. hope you enjoyed listening to that episode. If you have any questions at all, please do head over to the Facebook group where, as you know, I am active in there 24-7. Pop your questions below and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Have a fantastic day.